1: Hello there, guys what is going on Daniel Childs back here again for the other side so we're going to be looking at the upcoming game against Liverpool this Wednesday and I'm glad to say I've been joined by John Gibbons from the Anfield Wrap to give us a preview of the game thank you so much for joining John how are you doing?
0: Yeah pleasure thanks for having me. We have to
1: start with the big news uh, when we Decided to do this collab. The news wasn't out yet, but I saw like a lot of the footballing world uh, woke up on on Friday, wasn't it? I was off to get a haircut, and and I just looked down at my phone, and I I realized the news, and it was it was quite staggering, really. Jurgen Klopp, of course, opting and announcing that he's leaving Liverpool at the end of the season. Of course, but how has it been? Because it is earth shattering news for Liverpool Football Club.
0: Yeah, earth shattering is 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 a great phrase to describe it. It was such a shock because none of us had any inkling. That he was even thinking about going um last season it looked like he had the the world of weight on his shoulders and he looked like he was really struggling at times obviously this team was struggling on the pitch it looked like we needed a bit of an overhaul and, and he was looking you know tired and, and struggling with it you know a bit more sort of snappy in interviews and, and sort of stuff like that and we were a little bit worried about him but this year he just seems so rejuvenated and it's it's quite a new team bit of an overhaul in, in the summer certainly of the midfield and you know, he he called it Liverpool 2.0, and seemed to be really enjoying working with these new players and and the energies back in the team, and it felt like back in him. So so no one's expecting him to to make that announcement. He's actually got still two years left on his deal, and I think the hope was that maybe he'll he'll actually extend that. Uh, but he's done the opposite. He's decided to, to cut it early and you know, you respect his decision, he's got to do sort of what's best for him, but it's still, a, you know, you, you can't help but worry about, about what comes next because, mm. you know, we didn't have huge amounts of success before he came in. There was, you know, the odd trophy and, and things like that, but, you know, there wasn't, we certainly weren't competing regularly right at the top of the table and, you know, we were on the sort of the edges of the Champions League places, really, for, for 10 years or so before that, you know, actually more often not qualifying than, than we did. And so, it, it the worry... Was you know comes out here we sort of you know we're going to sort of slip back back there and and you know is there anyone who is going to be able to come in who's going to be to do what what Jurgen's done but but Sunday was nice you mentioned Sunday and Sunday was a bit of a reminder of you know how you know how good it is at the moment really and how good the players are and. There was quite a few changes with the FA Cup, like a lot of teams do, but a lot of quality on the pitch, a few players coming back from injuries who should be in contention for our game on Wednesday, which was really nice. And so it was a bit cathartic on Wednesday. It was nice to sort of get together and enjoy the team. And, and it wasn't a big, you know, yeah, and clock kind of event. You know, once the game started, people sort of got into the game and then luckily we won and, and we could all sort of sing his name through stoppage time in the end. But it felt good to, to get that one you know almost out the system really and then look ahead because wednesday's massive it's a huge game for us you know it's a big game for you guys as well obviously but it's a, it's massive for us because you know we want to stay at the top of the table manchester City got barely at home so you'd imagine that they'll, they'll they'll win that pretty comfortably so you know for us we we want to we want to stay there and we want to we want to stay at the top so it's it's a big game so you don't want sort of too many distractions but yeah i, I think sunday will help with with regards to that mm.
1: It's it's I think it's a wider issue and I think a wider question that I'm sure will be delved into in the months to come before Klopp officially leaves. But just that that idea of burnout and the intensity that he's he brings to his teams, he brings to his style of play, you felt it was always going to take a toll at some point and. I think for for his sake it will be interesting to see if he ever coaches again because this is a guy who's been going non-stop for a long period of time and he's not he's not a reserve character i'm sure and I, i'm sure all those fist, fist pumps have have worn him down over the years <laughs> I, i've I'm, I'm interested to see what is liverpool after klopp because as you said but pre Klopp, i know rogers got very close with the premier league but really it was Battling for Champions League outside of Champions League is—is is there any gauge at the moment from from your point of view of what what comes next? Because I know on on Friday it was it seemed that everyone was like Xabi Alonso is coming in, he's replacing Klopp. I think some people even suspected because the news was that Klopp had told them in November this was happening that a replacement was already lined up, but maybe that's not accurate. It's 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 a big it's a big next chapter and a big job for whoever replaces him.
0: Oh, it's absolutely huge and you know to to answer your sort of the first part of the question first, I think you you're completely right that he is the the the, the kind of the way he manages and the style that he manages in and you know, is is in, is intense and and the teams plays with a lot of intensity and the team plays in his image. and and but you know, to get that kind of football out of players, you know almost every game and and almost every season, you know, you, you need to keep that intensity up yourself. and and I don't think he knows necessarily any other way, and but it's it will have sort of taken it out of him, and you know not every manager's like that, and I think those ones are able to to go on and sort of a, a little bit longer, and you know one story you might like because it's one of your old managers was was Carlo Ancelotti. I I went to I was lucky enough to go to Munich to interview Xabi Alonso about his time at Liverpool. Funnily enough, now he's obviously being linked. But when he was when he was at Bayern, he, he, he said we could go over and, and speak to him about his time at Liverpool. He invited us to the Bayern training ground and we were waiting for them to finish training. And they, all the players were training on the pitch and we were like, wait, Ancelotti was the manager then. But he was actually sat... On these deck chairs at the side, just chatting to his friends. He wasn't even watching <laughs> like that. No, but he was just so cool, Angelotti, and he still is. And you know, he and, and it suits him and his style. But you can't imagine Jurgen Klopp, you know, doing that with his with his back to the players, kind of just chatting away to friends and you know, his wife was there and and but he's he's so laid back, Carlo, isn't he? But he knows when to switch it on and and knows how to get the best out of out of elite footballers, whereas well Jurgen was just so you know involved in everything as well and his role grew over the last couple of years as well and so he was he wasn't happy with certain things and so he was taking on a little bit more of what traditionally now would be a director of football role but i think that's you know probably sort of taken out him a little bit more as well but that's an issue now for liverpool because they've almost built the footballing side around Jürgen, and Jürgen's won some battles internally to sort of do that is that now where well, you you know you're almost sort of starting again they do still need a director of football they don't have one uh they've they got they, he hired a um, a, a, a short term guy, uh, George Schmacker, but he's he's going to be leaving as well. Obviously, there's all the co- his coaching staff are, are moving on. They they want to be managers, and they were only really sources here for Jurgen. Still, they, they, I think they'd have gone earlier if it hadn't been for their relationship with Jurgen. And so they, they want to go and do that now. And so it's not just a manager; it's 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 a whole sort of footballing operation that needs to be hired, and they need to get it right. And it is, like you say, going to be big shoes for or whoever. I'd be shocked if they've not started having conversations yet but it doesn't feel like they've necessarily landed on, on who they want to go to and it's tough for someone like Azabi Alonso because he's top of the league in, in, in Germany and, and, and will want to win that league and, and will have respect for the club that hired him and won't necessarily want you know too many distractions but at the same time I'm sure he understands that Liverpool aren't going to wait till June to, to try and get a manager in because there's so much that needs to be done you know, in the in the build up to to a summer to, to make sure you start a season, so I do think Alonzo is the most likely, but it wouldn't surprise me if they are sort of looking at a couple of others well who've done well in the Premier League, who maybe aren't you know big names like Alonzo, but who the club have a lot of respect for, who, who play sort of in a different way. So you're looking like a Deserbi or a, a Thomas Frank or something like that who play look to play sort of similar styles of football to to Klopp and Liverpool, who who might be. But I haven't necessarily got the, you know, the the winning experience that he has. So it's a tough appointment. It's a tricky appointment, and obviously, you know, big shoes. But there is a lot to do aside from the manager as well.
1: I guess as well, the the, the thing with Klopp when he took over is that I'm not saying it was like set in stone and it was easy to do the journey to like glory from where he took over the club to winning the champions league winning the premier league winning the league cup fa cup and you know all the connections and memories he has with the club but i think for the next coach you're not you're not going to be taking over from a low point so i think it's going to be very difficult to try and in a lot of a lot of liverpool fans i guess of a younger generation who've maybe grown up watching the club liverpool they're not coming into this thinking oh, we're like mid-table eighth, you know, and it's all about, you know, trying to get back in the Champions League. There's going to be like expectation of competing for a Premier League title. So I think that's also maybe a little bit of a challenge is that Klopp, when he walked into Liverpool, he was kind of wanting to build a lot of foundations around the club and trying to drive it back to the top.
0: I think that's completely fair, Dan. And I think there was an acceptance when Yehgan came in that the squad wasn't as strong as what it needed to be as well. So it took him a little bit of time to build the squad. He had a track record of of winning league titles in 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 you know in big leagues like the, well the German league and and also a track record of, of of beating a team with with greater resources like Bayern Munich and so he was able to ask for patience and he was able to get it uh, because of all those factors because we recognised that it was a tough job and recognised there was a lot to do and also we believed in the person who was coming in that if he had time he'd do it. You're right to say that the next person coming in won't have the same um, graces and, and won't have the, the you know the, the same kind of positives around around those those things really because the, the squad's great you know you see that on Sunday with even with changes that they play really well and you know there's so much talent there from from front to back really there's guys who are getting to the end of the career as well who who won't want to hang around too much you know you try and say to to Virgil Van Dijk and Mo Salah, oh, this is going to be a bit of a project, and they say, "Well, we haven't got time for that. I'd, I'd rather go and you know play for Real Madrid and win and win things now." And so, so there's tough conversations internally around that. So, you're right that the expectation will be to come in and hit the ground running, and. Mm. That's tough. That's hard for any manager to sort of come in and do so. It, it will be a tricky job. It's a it's a nice job in, in lots of ways because you know, as I said, that you'd you rather work with the talented squad than not. I think, but you know, there, there won't be a huge amount of grace period. You know, the honeymoon period will we'll have to be very short because the feeling is that this there is so much talent there that we need to make sure that we're we're making the most of it.
1: Focusing on the players who will be involved on on Wednesday. I... I want to talk about Darwin Nunes because I think he's the most interesting player. Because we could talk about, like, Salah, who I know is been at AFCON, been a little bit injured, of course. Um, Van Dijk, Allison, you know, these are all incredible players. Trent Alexander-Arnold. But Nunes is such a, an enigma. Like, when I watch him, I sometimes get very Timo Werner vibes from him. Uh, but then you do watch him. You look at the numbers, and it's hard to argue against those numbers—the actual impact he has from a creative point of view. And I guess if you're if you're outside of Liverpool, maybe you're a little bit more harsh on Nunes. But you know, especially competing with Gakpo, who seems like a good striker, what what makes Nunes such an impactful player, an important player for Klopp this season?
0: Yeah, it's it's a good question, and. He is he is very divisive amongst Liverpool fans as well. I would say so. You know, you mentioned there that maybe he gets a bit you know a bit more stick out outside of Liverpool. I mean that, that probably is true. But you know I've got friends who who aren't having him at all, and they watch a lot of football because because he's not technically a, a brilliant footballer, and so he's not like and he's in a, a team which with a lot of, of good technical players, and so. You know, when, when when someone like a Tiago comes in, and you can just see what a great footballer he is, and, and straight away, and, and Sibusi is a little bit like that a, a, as well. You sort of enjoy those type of footballers when you when you you, you see someone who you know will, will control the ball brilliantly one minute and then it'll bounce off him the next. It, it, it does make you sort of a little bit nervous, but he's just extremely effective footballer, and that's the thing with him. And he's you can't keep him out of the action. He's a he's a real chance magnet. You know, we'll sometimes have games where he's on the bench and. Liverpool won't get a decent chance for 60 minutes, and then we'll bring him on, and, and suddenly he'll have four. And you're like, well, that can't be a coincidence. And he might miss them all, and so you get really sort of frustrated. But you think, but 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 what is it that's meant that we weren't great in any chances? And then suddenly he's come on, and, and we've and we've got those. He is a real chance magnet, and that's what's funny about him, really, and that's what means that you know when you see his, his goals compared to his XG, he's under it so he's not scoring as many as what he should do with the, with the quality of the chances he's got but he he somehow manages to find a way to be involved in so many chances that i wouldn't say it doesn't matter but it, but it's less of it's it's less of a thing or or there's more to the narrative than, than just sort of he misses a lot um he has got an incredible number of assists as well you sort of right to point that out and and that's you know not necessarily the, the case of sort of all striker celio not of his style i think for a defender, he must be a nightmare because he, because he is he is relentless and he and he's always in the action. He's always sort of making things happen. I think his his teammates enjoy playing with him because he he does need looking after him, and we sort of play free up front. And so I think if you are a Mo Salah, you probably think, well, I'm going to get a bit more space because he's, you know, he, he he needs attention. He is he is someone who you can't necessarily uh, ignore, and and. You know, a lot of the fans do love him as well. Like I say, he divides opinion a little bit. But the the fans in the ground, you know, seem to really take him to him because he puts everything in, and because of his, you know, you can see how much he's, he's, he's trying, sort of, all the time, both on on and off the ball. And so you'll hear another Nunes chance on, on Wednesday night. But he is an enigma, and I I like him, but I'm still not sure where he's going to end up. You could tell me that. He has a season next season that he gets 40 goals in all competitions. And I would say, yeah, I can see that. Or you could say to me, the next manager comes in and whoever it is and says I don't really fancy him and he ends up moving on. And I could see that as well. So his, his Liverpool career, and indeed his career right at the top, is 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 still a little bit in the balance. But but what you would you say is there's there's not, you know, a million great strikers it feels like at the moment i mean you guys have, have struggled haven't you to, to find the yeah. sort of the right ones for you and and obviously i you know um and kook has had injuries and stuff like that and so there'll be still sort of hope there but you know so so when you look around you actually think well with our forward line we are sort of really blessed really and you know we are sort of doing well and so i think i'd rather have him than not certainly and i think yeah. you know there is more to come and i think you could see a real sort of explosive season like him a couple of the people in our place have actually have, have looked at video jog but funny enough you know speaking to, to a chelsea fan in the way that you know there was a bit of uncertainty around him and then suddenly he kicked on and looked like this elite striker and then, i'm not saying it's definitely going to happen to Nunes, but there have been a few drug comparisons in terms of how he, he maybe he was a bit of a late bloomer in terms of his goal scoring um so we'll see the, the, the jury is very much out on himself so in liverpool and out but he he you can't almost argue, like you say, with with how much he affects football matches. And as long as he keeps doing that, and the manager keeps picking him, then you know, the the does feel like there's still plenty to more more to come from him.
1: Yeah, with the Drogba one, it's I was having a conversation with Chelsea fan, funny enough about him the other day that the the Drogba narrative about his career only really looks at the second half of his Chelsea career, where he scored all the big goals, where he became the striker everyone idolizes now. But you watch, as you said, if you go back to his 0405 season, 0506, he really doesn't become the Drogba everyone now knows till like the second half of his third season when he started scoring all these cup goals. And and with the case of Drogba, he was only really properly prolific in the Premier League in one season, and that was Ancelotti's season. So it is it is a case where, you know, for, for Nunes, if he becomes a striker who maybe doesn't score tons of goals but scores big goals, as as I'm sure you know, like, at clubs, that makes you an even bigger player, you know, sometimes than the player who scores more goals. So Nunez definitely is a chaos merchant. And I think, you know, he is a player that, despite some flaws, I think does concern me as an opposing team. I just want to ask you before we wrap up about Chelsea and, you know, because we talked on the the Anfield wrap about how tight some of the games have been recently between both clubs and the last time these two teams met right at the start of the season was a really uh, i think quite, quite exciting 1-1 draw where both teams created chances what is it about chelsea that maybe is 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 concerning you or things that you think can be exploited with this chelsea team on, on Wednesday
0: i think yeah, I, I think you'd be a fool as a Liverpool fan to just say, oh, you know, it, it's 1st v will our home record is fantastic, which it is, but and we're just going to sort of, you know, steamroll you guys because the games never seem to work like that. And yeah, we're normally a bit sort of tighter in, in, in the table, but, but, you know, generally speaking, there's always, it feels like, very little between the teams when we, when we play. And so you know you do have to expect sort of more of the same really and and listen if it works out a a different way or a better way for liverpool but then then brilliant i think there's obviously you know it's not the most experienced chelsea team we've ever seen but 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 then also there's you know, there the, is quality there. And I felt like when I've watched Chelsea, which obviously not as much as you, but whenever I've ever watched them this season, there were, there were periods in every game where they look a good team. And then there's periods may, maybe where where they look like they're, they're not quite on the, each other's wavelength anymore. And I think, you know, if you can get up in a game against a team like that, then you can, you know, you can get a bit of sort of momentum and a little bit of doubt in the other minds. But, you know, we had a game against Manchester United and, and, and Drew nil and, nil, and they came with a very clear game plan. And, and, I think when a team comes with a get clear game plan and, and good players, it, it, it is sort of tricky, really, to sort of break it down. And, and we could end up in a, in a similar situation like that against Chelsea, really, where Pochettino, you know, comes and says, "This is sort of how we're going to play this hour. what you play in this game, don't necessarily worry about the others. You know, we're going to a team who were were top of the table, so we're going to try and frustrate a little bit and try and you know hit on the break if we can." I could see Chelsea having joy there. Uh, really, and and obviously with the quality that you do have, you know, you never know that you might be able to make something in, in, in happen sort of in the in the final third with it with a moment of brilliance or, or some just so good team playing. So, it's it's not a game I'm expecting to be easy. It's not a game, you know. I'm I'm thinking we we're just going to sort of turn up and and be able to win. I think Liverpool will have to play well. I think there'll be times where we are going to have to. You know, be creative. But what's going to help us, I think, is that we, we, you know, there's a few players coming back, and it's it's a well-timed game for Liverpool, really. And the guys who did well, on, played on Sunday, who started on Sunday, did really well. But it was nice to see Sabasley like, come off the bench, who's missed a few weeks. I expect him to to start. Uh, it was nice to see uh, Trent coming back on. It was nice to see Andy Robertson, who we've not seen for for months, sort of back there. And so it feels like they're coming back at a good time for Liverpool, and they're you know. Obviously the more plays you got available the the more you got to choose from but also off the bench I think I think Jürgen's used his subs really well you know this season that's probably something that you guys haven't had the benefits of with 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 so many injuries is that it does it's not necessarily you're starting eleven and people do that sometimes though. they don't they say oh I've heard about all these injuries Chelsea got, but look at the team it's perfectly fine but you're like, yeah but, but who look at the bench and and who have we got to change it and and I think that's where injuries really hurt you is that okay what if it's if players are tired after sixty or seventy because they've had to play a lot because of the injuries, then who's there to change them? And I think we'll have a good team on Wednesday, but I think we'll have a really good bench as well. So it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if it's one of those where it's a cagey game, sixty or seventy, but one of our forwards is able to win it from us from the bench. I think I think that's a, a very probable way that this game turns out.
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I, like Chelsea, yeah, have spent, I, I don't expect sympathy because Chelsea has spent a billion, but you can spend five billion. And if all of your best players get injured, it's very difficult. You know, if you have like 12, 15 injuries, it's kind of very difficult. And it's also difficult as Pop has found out as well. If you have injuries quite repetitively, which is what uh, Pochettino has had, where he'll get one game where it looks like actually starting to form a team, but like literally a week later, he has two of that starting 11 out it's very difficult then to build that chemistry and rhythm that you know makes a good team and as much as you can have squad depth if if those key players are consistently out it's as much as you could maybe look to the bench look to your squad look to the academy that there is sometimes there is obviously going to be a dip when, when we're talking about extraordinary players so hopefully in Kunku's back apparently but I, I don't suspect him to start so at the very least we've got him off the bench but I I agree with you that I I think Chelsea is a really difficult game for Chelsea I think it's the first massive test we've had maybe since Man City in November it's been, it's been a, a in terms of quality of opposition we have lost to the likes of Everton Wolves and Man United but in terms of actual elite level opposition this is obviously a, a top level so just a, a quick score prediction for you because I, I assume you're going to be going for a Liverpool win
0: yeah I am yeah like I say I think it'll be it'll be a tough game but with our firepower off the bench, which is how we've won quite a few games this season. I'm expecting that to to be the thing that gets us over the line. So, I'll go for I'll go 2-0 Liverpool. And we've got such a great home record as well. It has to be said, I can't remember the last time we we, we lost at home. I think it's over the year now in, in the league. And, you know, I mean, you guys know <laughs> what that was like when under Marino, where you just turn up at home and you are so confident. We've yeah. got that at the moment under, under Jürgen. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a, a, a Liverpool win. I'll go with 2-0.
1: Yeah I'll, I'll go over a, a pretty cagey uncertain but periods of good moments Chelsea 1-1 basically I think that's the best it's good we're gonna get I think it because we are wasteful in front of goal as well so you I always have to take that into account when I'm talking about Chelsea games we will, probably will miss like five sitters in the game <laughs> probably be problematic for us um, but thank you so much John for joining me. I no be real pleasure. Um, just a chance for you to shout out I, I know it's the likelihood of Chelsea fans following your content, but I, I, I like to do it because we're all in football media here and, and getting our content out there. So just a chance for you to shout out where people can find your work online.
0: No, I would say, um, yeah, the Anfield Rap. So we put two free shows out a week. One of them is is our, you know, the show just called the Anfield Rap. And then we do a show called the Friday show, which is across the whole Premier League. It goes out for free on sports social, which I know how at home you guys, how's, how's you guys as well. And, you know, that might be of interest for people. We're actually doing, because there's so many midweek games, we're actually doing a, a version of that friday show on, on monday and tuesday uh this week just to sort of confuse matters uh but we're keeping the keeping the name but that's a general premier league show um talk about all the games yeah maybe with a little bit of Liverpool bias but there's there's fans from other clubs as well uh we've got a chelsea fan who lives up here sort of on today so people might be interested uh to listen to the friday show that we put out mostly once a week but this week twice Thank you so much for taking
1: the time to watch this show. If you're a Chelsea fan and you want more carefree content, please do hit that subscribe button. Really helps the channel out, as well as the like button and sharing it around with friends, so more people can get involved in the community. And you can follow Son of Chelsea across socials at Son of Chelsea on TikTok, on Instagram, and on X. Thank you.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.